0: All right, welcome back to The Cracks in Postmodernity. I'm here today with Thumbelina Newsom, who is a pastor, an author, an entrepreneur, a mother, a trailblazer, she's a lot of things. And she's the author of this book, Painful Gratitude. Thumbelina, thank you for coming on.
1: Thank you for having me, Steve. I'm super, uber excited, thanks.
0: So Thumbelina, first I wanna ask you about why you wrote this book. Because again, if you think about the title, Painful Gratitude, Um, Clearly, you addressed a lot of painful situations that you went through throughout your lives. And most people, when we go through suffering, when we go through these kinds of situations, it's easier to try to forget or to try to brush them under the rug. So why are you writing a book? Why do you want to tell people your story?
1: Well, this has been in the making for years. Um, I had a divine moment where I know um, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and and He actually gave me the name Painful Gratitude. Mm. Prior to even having experienced all of the pain, so um, once I went through everything, it was like I heard another. I had another divine moment where it was like, write the book. I wrote the book, and I already had the name for it. Mm-hmm. But now it made sense later on why he gave me painful gratitude because I'm so grateful for all the pain that I've been through. It it has built me to be who I am today, and I'm so grateful for it. But mm-hmm.
0: well, let's talk a little bit more about the gratitude for pain, because again, it's something that most of us try to avoid as much as we can, or when we go through it, we try to forget about it. So why are you grateful for the for the painful situations you, you've gone through? Like what good has come out of it?
1: Listen, I've, I've grown as a human being and I'm able to teach people how to go through pain. It, it was almost like being, although it was tough, it was almost like being gifted, the mm-hmm. gift to teach, the gift to, the gift to serve, the gift to help. And uh, it just made me this individual who I never thought I would be, yeah. by the way. And I am um, just I just walk around full of gratitude all the time because I'm like, p- anytime somebody's been through something, I'm like, please, let me show you what to do, how to mm. get out of this. This is gratitude. And you've done that you, with me before. A thousand times. Many well, what, times. But if you think about it, the, the cure or the key is mm-hmm. always gratitude. If you ever change your mind about any situation you're in and you flip it over to gratitude, It changes your situation instantly instantly
0: yeah so i i want to get a little bit more specific now because i like paint a picture for us tell us about a situation that you've gone through which was painful but you ended up being grateful in the aftermath because something good came out of it like tell us what you've actually learned from an actual situation in your life
1: well i have two major ones and i think being a teen mom Mm-hmm. was a major situation. I was young, I was dumb, I didn't understand. I just knew that this baby was on the way. I didn't know who I, w- I didn't even know who I was. But at the end of the day, I I feel now knowing what has transpired over all these years, I birthed a legend and I talk about it in mm-hmm. the book and I didn't even know who he was or, you know. And I, as as I went through it, I realized I get to tell people you're gonna be okay. Yeah. gonna yeah it's gonna hurt yeah you're gonna be broke yeah you're gonna have tough times but in the end you win Mm -hmm. and if you can have if you can see yourself later you're gonna win because late later you i always used to say i remember when my kids were little better days are coming waiting for better days every time i would cry i would feed myself Better Days, is, there was a song by Joe called Better Days, mm-hmm. and I would play it over and over again. So that's one, one instance, but, but-
0: did you, when you were a teen mom, like in the beginning, yeah. did you really believe that there would be better days, or yes, did Yes, because I, yeah. I knew God. Okay. I knew something about this, this being,
1: and I knew that there's no way life could be like this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It has to be something better. And I believed it with all my heart. And I'm glad I did, because it, it was.
0: And how did you, why did you have that trust? Again, at at a young age, going through such a tough situation, like where did that trust in God come from? I've always knew
1: God, my parents. My parents were rooted and grounded in church. And I think church was my foundation. But when I, as a kid, I always felt that there was this being around me. Mm -hmm. There was always this spirit around me. I didn't know who he was. I just knew it was there. And I knew that if I talked to it, it would respond. Mm -hmm. As I got older, I realized it was the Holy Spirit. But as I got older, I realized it would respond. And then I realized, hey, I'm getting to know God. I always say this, I actually knew the Bible before I read it Mm -hmm. because I had a relationship with the Father first, believe it or not. So um, back to your other question about another instance, Mm -hmm. uh, when my husband Dave passed away of cancer, it was the worst experience, yet one of the greatest. First of all, I learned how to stop being selfish. Somebody's dying. A lot of times I see how people are like praying for the person to be here and I'm like you want somebody here suffering? How selfish are you? Mm-hmm. They they're, they don't even want to yeah. be here themselves, they're suffering and yet you're like please keep them here, selfishness. And I was able to release him and say go, go, mm-hmm. it's okay. And I learned to be grateful for the time that I had. I, I do believe that the renewal of your mind, the transformation of your, if you change your perspective on anything, it works. So instead of me saying, oh, he's going to die. My kids, we're not going to have anybody. What am I going to do? I'm going to be single. No, I am so grateful for the times that I had. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, I, this was amazing. We did this. We traveled the world. We did this. I'm so excited for the time that I that, and grateful for the time that I had that it didn't matter about the time that I lost mm-hmm. because I went back to how I was back in the day. It can't end like this. There has to be better Mm -hmm. days have to come even after this. And I have found it to be true. Better days come. I believe after every burden comes a blessing. I believe that with Mm -hmm. my heart.
0: And now we're several years past that moment when you lost your husband. Are you still sad at times when you think back to that moment?
1: Not anymore. I mean, in the first year or so, yes, I had moments of sadness, Mm -hmm. but I would never allow myself to stay there never. Now I have a lot of joy because I know where you are. You are home with God. Mm -hmm. I know that we, we, we have all gotten ourselves together. When I think and look at my children and how much they've grown just from his death. Oh my God, I have such gratitude. You know why they could have been in jail. Mm -hmm. They could have been on drugs. They could have done anything, but they're a hundred percent whole. They have great minds there. And here's the thing. They have the gift where they, they're teaching their friends how to love and how to have gratitude. They got it, ding, ding, ding. It's a win-win for everybody. But I think it started at the root. It started from my parents giving me God, giving me Jesus, and then me gifting that to my children as well. And, and living the life which is, was, which is what was important. Because we could talk about God and people go to church and live yeah. a fake life. It's not fake for me, it's real, 100%.
0: So what does that look like for you to actually live that life, to, to walk the walk? True kindness. Mm -hmm. And
1: to be honest, to be honest is truth. I walk in truth. Mm -hmm. I speak truth, I walk truth, I talk truth 100%. I'm not the type of person, if I can't tell you the truth, I don't need to be around you and you don't need to be around me. If you can't, I do have enough, over the years I've matured, I have enough maturity now to know that some people need the truth softer softer than others. Mm -hmm. But I do believe the truth is what heals. The truth is what what changes people. The truth will literally set you free from your own mental bondage and anguish that you have of yourself. Mm -hmm. So I believe when you're around the truth, only good things can come out of that. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and that brings me to um, this really awesome foreword that your son wrote Mm -hmm. uh, at the very beginning of the book. And he says something that's really, really profound. He says, someone who has endured all that my mother has endured has all the right to be bitter, but she made the choice to always be better so uh, he he recognizes me yeah. you went through a lot and if you were bitter he would understand why but you made a choice not to be right how did you make that choice it's easy it's, it's easier said than done it's right? easier
1: said than done because what i've learned is people go through trials and traumas but they choose to sit and be comfortable mm-hmm. and and be a victim of yeah. their trauma i my, i think everybody's born with it. you have a choice there's the such thing as called free will, mm-hmm. and I always tell everybody, my congregation, my children, free will is the most, the most precious gift that God has given us, and it's also the most dangerous. And it's dangerous because yeah. you can use it against God Himself. Mm-hmm. Very dangerous. And you could, it's dangerous because you you choose your own fate. You're the master of your own fate. So if you choose to be sad, that's your choice. I've I've seen what sadness does. Mm-hmm. I've been there. Yeah. And I also saw how it made me feel, how it made me look, I changed it. I think people need to know you have the power to change your mind at any given point.
0: Well let's I mean, let's assume that people listening to this right now right? have gone through some rough things and are bitter about it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're upset, they're hurt. And they don't wanna hold on to that bitterness, right. but maybe they just feel stuck at this point in their lives. Yeah. What can they do to begin to get out of that bitter kind of phase that they're in and try to find joy try to choose something that's you know more meaningful
1: i believe everything starts with a decision Mm -hmm. you have to say to yourself what do i want do i want to live in sorrow and pain Mm -hmm. or do i want to be happy you have to make up i'm tired usually it takes you being tired of being tired to make a decision Once you're a made up mind, please forget about it. I say this all the time. Think about battered women. Mm-hmm. When they've had enough, it's a wrap. R. Kelly said it, yeah. and I hate to say this, but when a woman's fed up, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So when you're fed up with yourself, there's nothing nobody can do about it. You, I've had enough. I'm not living like that anymore. That's like a, a drug addict. I'm not living like this. I made up my mind. So I believe it starts with a made up mind. And once your mind is made up, you can make the changes that you need to. But sometimes it takes you being sick and tired. Yeah. Sometimes it takes you tasting happiness.
0: Hmm. So, but you're so you're saying you as an individual yeah. you have to make the choice, but you don't you don't solve everything by yourself though i mean mm-hmm. you've been supported by other people so can you say more about that side of it so as, as much as again like there's you having your free will to make a choice like how have you been supported who how have you been sustained by by other people in i your don't journey? think i've been
1: sustained by other people and this yeah. is the god's honest truth i think it was my i was sustained by my relationship with christ because okay. there was something deep inside of me listen what i've learned now when i look back I was so broken that mm. I was looking for other broken friends to give me an answer, and that's something we all do. We're broken, looking for help from other broken people. They can't help you, but I know somebody who can. Mm. And, and but it de- you have to have a relationship with them. It. It's to me a spirit, and people think, well, how do you get to that point? Mm. Time. Yeah. I think time is the most precious. I cannot stand when somebody wastes my time. I can. It grinds my gears. <laughs> Steve, it grinds my gears. I think time, and we don't want to spend the time getting to know the Creator. And it's a reflection of how you live. I believe that. So people want to know where do I start? Make the decision, what do you want to do? Do you want to change? you want to be happy? All right, try it. The worst that can happen is i try tried God and I don't like him. All right, go to the next one. Yeah. That's how you solve your problems. You keep trying something until you get it, until you find something that works. I've tried it, it worked. Everybody I've taught, my children, any, anybody I've given this information to mm-hmm. has worked. It has not come yeah. back yet.
0: But has God ever sent you someone to, to help you get on that right path? Sure. He, yeah. So tell us about someone that He's used to, to change you or to get you back. Uh, let's on use my right husband. Path. Yeah.
1: I was so broken from having children, being young, mm-hmm. a teen mom. He came and grew me up. He came and taught me what it was like to feel like a woman. Not, you're not a little girl anymore, yeah. I'm here. It's almost like a savior coming to rescue you. So yeah, he, he sends people along the way, but the thing is we're, people need to realize you are not to be attached to everything that's sent. Because yeah. yeah. a lot of times people, the, the theory of attachment is disgusting. Because you attach to, the, to it and you think it belongs to you. There's a theory, mm-hmm. nothing belongs to you. Mm-hmm. Nothing belongs to you. Things come by to help you, but that's it. It doesn't belong to you. your children doesn't don't belong to me, belong to you, your family, your spouse. Those are gifts. Look at them as gifts that come and go. But don't be attached. Get the lesson and go. That's what life is, flowing freely. Get the lessons and go.
0: Yeah, and I, I want to talk a little bit more about your relationship with your parents, but mm-hmm. also your relationship as a parent with your kids. Because, you know, in the book you've mentioned this, but also in our many conversations yeah. we've talked about this a lot that you've had to first be able to accept the gifts that your parents gave you. you know, they weren't perfect, but they taught you a lot of things. They gave you faith, they taught you how to, how to live life. Yeah. They also hurt you in, in other ways. Yeah. But also you as a mother, you recognize you've made mistakes. You may have hurt your kids in some ways. We've also done a yeah. lot to, to benefit them. And you know, whether with our parents or with our own kids, mm-hmm. sometimes we have to have those difficult confrontations. Sometimes we have to say, hey, something that you're doing hurts me. Or you have to accept that your kids are telling you, again, you've made a mistake. You're doing something yeah. wrong for them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people would prefer to avoid those confrontations. So what do you have to say? Whether you addressing your parents, you having to listen to your kids, how do you go into those kinds of dialogues?
1: Again, I believe it's changing your mind, transforming mm-hmm. the mind, renewing the mind. Once you realize, and, and I hate titles, once you take the title off of anything, person you realize their first real title is human mm-hmm. take the title off mommy and daddy because that gives you society's expectations of what you think they yeah. should be no you're a human being human beings fail every single day human fien- human beings are entitled to make mistakes mm-hmm. and when you realize that you start looking at your parent as a human being yeah. and what happens is you actually become the teacher case in point i look at my parents my parents used to never call They weren't lovey-dovey, huggy, kissy. And one day I just said, I'm gonna call them every day. And every day I would call, and they would be like, what do you want? And I'm like, what's up, sweet baby? What's up, sweet girl? I would just change my ways. And they would be like, you're so annoying. I would call, and one day I got so annoyed that they never called me back, I stopped calling. And guess what happened? They called and said, are you okay? Is something wrong with the numbers on your phone? I'm like, no, but something's wrong with the numbers on your phone. And then what happened was, it created dialogue. And I started saying, mommy, that's not the way it goes. Daddy, it doesn't go like that. I began to teach them how to be humans. And they they lived under the expectation of parents and the titles and it was so unnecessary. And then once Mm -hmm. I saw them as a human, I was able to do what I do to every other human. I was able to forgive them Mm -hmm. for what I was holding on to, which was an expectation that society gave me, wrong. Let them be who they are. And guess what, and once I forgave them, I started asking questions about where they come from, what's going on, and I realized they were only giving me what what they received. And then after that, I forgave them again. Now that I know better, I'm traveling the world, I'm meeting new people, I'm able to introduce them to the new world. Mm -hmm. Mommy, did you know this? Or Daddy, did you know this? Oh no, I didn't know. Live like that, and it worked. So it changed their minds, but guess what happened? So I, was, I still had a little bit of the residue yeah. from how my parents were. Mm-hmm. I was still like them, you know, made a lot of, the, lot of the decisions that they made. And then I had my kids see me as a human, yep. tell me, no, you can't do that. They did exactly what I did to my parents to me and made me a better human being first. Wow. And because I became a better human being, I became a better parent. I knew how to love different. And they were like most parents, if you have a kid, the the kid didn't ask to be here, so why are you screaming? Get up! Wake up! You, I got just yelling because I'm angry with my, with my own life. Mm-hmm. So then it was like, so when my last kid was born, it's like, good morning, muffin. How are you? They're like, you're so dramatic. You're you're so. Where's this drama queen coming from? But I had to learn. Yeah. So when I had from my firstborn being single, struggling in survival mode, it was like, get up! We got. I'm late. It has nothing to do with this kid, mm-hmm. but I was to- just angry, so I'm just taking it out on you. So when they got older, it's like, no, you can't take that out on me. I'm not your punching bag. I'm, you know, I've heard. I think Yala Van Zandt said, "You cannot let your children be the container for your rage," yeah. and I thought that was so profound. And I'm like, I've done that so many times. I've let. My children be my container. And I'm just pouring that into it. Mm -hmm. Imagine what type of monsters I was creating until I said, forgive me. Forgive me. Mommy doesn't have all the secrets. I don't know better. But I think it's a process. And that's another thing. People want the now, the results now. It's a process. And what about the parent that chooses not to change? Mm -hmm. You still make the choice to forgive and go on about your business. You have to forgive and let it go.
0: How do you start to take that step though, if you have the kind of parent who won't own up to the mistakes they've made?
1: You just acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. You've made this mistake, this this. and don't forget, what they've done don't hurt them, it hurt Mm -hmm. you. Express that and move on. Again, detachment. You have to learn how to detach from that because the attachments is what makes you sick. I'm so attached to what my parents did when I was young. I'm so attached Mm -hmm. that they hurt me. You have to surrender that, get rid of it, Detach from it so that you can fly. It's not for them; it's for you. Yeah,
0: That's yeah. Right. yeah. So, when we look at the world today, yeah, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of suffering, division, all kinds of issues. And especially, you know, young people are going through all kinds of things that, you know, perhaps they don't have the resources. Perhaps they don't have the language right. to understand what's going on and how to deal with it. So, what would you say? What words of advice words of wisdom would you have to offer specifically to young people who are going through it but don't even know how to start yeah. making sense of it
1: forgiveness starts with forgiveness first mm-hmm. forgive forget forgive forgiving your parents forgive yourself mm-hmm for what, whatever it is, this monster inside of you that your parents created. Then go back, because you still have to know who you are before you can go back and save anybody else. Mm-hmm. That was big for me. I had to literally find out who I am, why am I here, what's my purpose, but the only way I could find out was going to the creator to see. Yeah. But once I changed and found out who I was, I'm a beacon of light. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. the salt of the earth. I came here to flavor the earth, sugar, honey. Don't get it twisted. I know why I'm here. <laughs> now that I know why I'm here, now when I I know that I'm supposed to go back and help other people find out why they're why they're here. And if, and ch- the Bible says charity begins at home. So I go to my family first. Before I can go out to anybody in the world, I have to heal what's here first and what's home first. Mm. And that's how you start.
0: No, and I think it's it's especially important because there are so many issues in society yeah. in the the bigger picture we can say. But if we don't start with ourselves, if mm-hmm. we don't ask, okay, who am I? What do I really need? You know, what what is the point of my life? And can I forgive myself? How am I gonna change the world around me? How am I gonna change society? So I think this is essential. We have to we have to look ourselves in the yeah. mirror. Right.
1: And I think that's key. And sometimes when you can't look in the mirror, there's that thing, Steve, when people when God sends somebody, yeah. and guess what he sends? You don't send to see the actual person, he sends the mirror. Mm-hmm. Somebody who looks like you, acts like you yeah. talk, and now you're like, I do the same thing. Yeah. And sometimes it, God sends you the mirror just because he loves you so much mm-hmm. that he'll send people, he'll give you mirrors, and until you get it, and a lot of times what happened is, I found this with me, once I became whole and I'm finding out who I am and mm-hmm. I know who I am, I irritated people who didn't know who they were yet. It was like, yeah. ugh, I don't want to be around her. She has her stuff together. She pays her bills on time, she, mm-hmm. ugh. It's just, it's, you're everything I wanted to be and I can't get there. Just yeah. get away from me. And then some people choose for you to inspire and encourage, mm-hmm. and then there's some people that choose to be irritated. The two eyes irritate or or inspire, you pick.
0: And we can't be afraid of what people's reaction no. is going to be because we, we, we can't control that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm.
1: But you but it doesn't and you can't control it and you can't let it control you. Yeah,
0: that's right.
1: Because that's another problem. Well, what's wrong with me that I, she didn't want to hear what I had to say? You go into a whole nother sob story and now you're off track of where you're supposed to be. Mm. You can't let it control. It can't control them and you definitely, definitely can't let it control you. For sure. Does that make sense?
0: No, it does. And I think, um, again, as it goes back to the, the question of our free will. Like, we have the choice to allow these things to take over our lives, to take away our, our freedom. But ultimately, again, that we're not alone. I mean, right. we have, there's a greater love. And there, and we're sent people to, to keep us going, to, to lift us up when, you know, when we feel like we can't go any further.
1: Let me ask you a question, mm. Steve. Do you ever think, how come people choose to sit there? sit in a situation? Like, why mm. won't people make a better choice? What is that?
0: When I think of my own experience, like my own low points, yeah, I think I've allowed myself to get stuck because I don't see the fact that I am being sent people, I am being given right. what I need. And it's, it's a matter of, I think before we take that step and start to do something about it, I think if it's first opening our eyes and seeing okay, you know, the gratitude part, what has, what gifts have been given to us? Right. Once we see that, yeah, like there are a lot of beautiful things. There are people, there's God's love. Right. Then we can make that choice to say, okay, but I want to live for something better. But I I think, yeah, we have to open our eyes and see what is here already.
1: And do you believe choosing to open your eyes actually is the first step?
0: Yeah, I would say so. Yeah,
1: choosing to open your eyes, like, you know what? I had enough. Let me just look at it. Let me just stop. It's not even making the choice first. It's like, yeah. Stop. Because then me... it gives you a reason yeah. to
0: actually start acting and, and living. Yeah, you
1: know? sure. I yeah. think I think it's great. Yeah. Once you get it. It's That's
0: great. right. So uh, we uh, we hope everybody picks up a copy of Ooh. Painful Gratitude. Um, where can they where can they get a copy? Thumbelina? You
1: can go to Com, And when you order a book from my website, you will get a signed copy, you get a, a travel size highlighter, and a bookmark for me. So please go to www.thumbelinanewsome.com.
0: And any other, do uh, you have any social medias you want to plug? Uh, Thumbelina in
1: on Instagram, Thumbelina Newsome on Facebook. Okay. Um, my YouTube channel is Thumbelina Newsome. Everything is so simple. Everything Very is Thumbelina easy. Newsome. Yeah, you can't lose. So just look me up. And thank you so much. Thank you, Thumbelina, for coming (laughs) on. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for having me.